0: Welcome to The Health Connection, consciously inspiring your success. The podcast that will inspire you to achieve your optimal health and empower your mind. Where the integration of both East and West unite to give you tips, methods, and inspiration to live the life you desire. With your host, trainer and speaker, doctor of oriental medicine, licensed acupuncture physician, Tai Chi and Qigong instructor, Justin Fontanini. Get ready for an amazing show starting right now. Welcome back. This is The Health Connection. I'm your host, Justin Fontanini. Wherever every day is a great day. Hope you guys are having a good day wherever you are in the world. Whatever city, whatever day it is, whatever month it is. Uh, I'm having a pretty good day. I'm enjoying myself. And that's always a good place to be because when we're positive in our mind, we're feeling good. You know, what happens consciously, we experience that. But there's a reaction into our memory banks, into our subconscious mind and memory And then that one, it sends a signal into our physiology and it changes it. So when we're positive and optimistic in our conscious mind, that sends a signal to the subconscious. Subconscious sends a signal into the physiology and changes it according to what we're feeling and our thoughts and our emotions. So that's why it's always important to keep a positive, optimistic mind full of uh, joy and happiness and contentment and peace Because that's the the reflection that's going to go into our physiology and change it. So when we're happy and we're feeling good, the blood flow is going to be good. Our muscles are going to be less tense. The digestion is going to be higher. Our absorption rate of our nutrients is going to be higher. Our immune system is going to be heightened. But if we're stressed out and looking at life negative, we're not feeling good, we're grumpy, we're irritable, we're viewing life from a negative standpoint, the uh, conscious mind is going to send a signal to the subconscious. And subconscious is going to go down to the physiology. Cortisol is going to raise from your adrenal gland. When that raises, there's going to be a vasoconstriction in your vascular blood flow. It could lead to high blood pressure. Your immune system is going to stop working as efficiently. Digestion and absorption is going to be put on the side burner. It won't be as optimal. All kinds of things will start to shift and change. We won't feel at ease. We won't feel comfortable. Our sleep's going to be off. All from what we think all from what we feel, all about our emotions. So that's why if we can keep all these, for the most time, pretty positive, then the body's physiology will respond that way. So that's just a little secret trick, how you can always maintain good health, is with your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own feelings, because that's what's going to reflect into the internal. So if our mind is chaotic, imagine a storm on a lake or in the ocean. The water is going to be very chaotic. So when our mind's chaotic, the physiology becomes chaotic. When the mind is peaceful, joyful, and calm, it's like you go to a beach on a very sunny day. The water's calm. Everything's peaceful. The birds are outside. Everybody's happy. So when the mind's happy, body's happy. When the mind's not happy, body's not happy. It's reflection. and, And if this goes on for years of being happy, then our physical body won't be as affected but if we have years of negativity and emotions and crap and crap and crap the physiology will just get hammered and of course it's going to age prematurely and you're going to have all kinds of dis-ease that may show up so it's always important so that's why every day start off with something positive keep your mind good so that's my little tidbit before we begin the podcast and the power quote that i have for you today i hope you've heard it a million times and i hope you memorized it but if not it's from hippocrates and this is where this is the way it goes they he says our food should be our medicine and our medicine should be our food now this is important because they become one of both you can eat food and uh, get a benefit but if you strategically use your food as a medicine you can find You know, ways and methods to eat and consume things that you enjoy that you also get a benefit from. But on the other hand, you may just eat for fun, eat for taste, eat for desire, eat for pleasure. Then you enjoy all that fast food, the pizza, the chocolate, the soda pop. All this stuff that looks good, tastes good, makes you feel good temporarily until it's been through your system and it breaks it down. And the next day you start to feel like crap. And I've seen it time in and time out with all the patients. Once I get them into a good area with their diet and their health, their lifestyle, they're doing really well. And then all of a sudden they go to some wedding. They go to a cruise. They, they drink. They have pastries and cake and lots of meat and all this acidic food. Then they feel like crap. And then finally they have a, an enlightening experience. They realize, well, I felt so good before when I ate this crap. Now I feel terrible. And when they come back, I said, great, I'm really glad you had that experience. Now you're enlightened to the concept of how food affects your physiology. Just like our mind affects our physiology. They're one of the same. They're both connected. So I like this quote from Hippocrates because today's topic is going to be about calcium and foods that contain calcium. And you may ask, why is this important? And the reason is because clinically... As an acupuncture physician I see lots of patients that have osteoporosis or osteopenia and when they're at that state that's not cool. That's not a good place to be and I'll try to give you an analogy so you can understand it a little better. Think of your bones like a bank account. They store all the minerals of your whole system and a lot of them too. Now imagine your bank account that stores your money. Imagine all of a sudden you had a lot of money when you're growing up and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're at zero. You have no money. You're actually bankrupt. How is that going to make you feel if you try to go use your credit card, you try to pay bills, there's no money in the bank account, you're going to feel real strange, real uncomfortable, real quick, and you're going to you know, maybe lose it. Now imagine your bank account in your bones being all the minerals to give you structure and thousands of other things for the body except now you have osteopenia, you have osteoporosis, and the bones are so fragile, so weak, so deficient in minerals and nutrients that you can fall and break a bone so easy. So this is why it's very important. Think of your bank account in your bones that stores all the minerals as some kind of system that you need to preserve and take care for your whole life. Similar to Having money in your bank. You want the money in the bank so you can be able to live life, enjoy, pay the bills, and feel very comfortable. When you have lots of money, everything's good. When you have lots of minerals in your bank account called the bones, everything's good. But when the money drops in the bank account, you can't can't buy anything anymore or pay the bills, you're not going to feel good. When all the minerals are gone in your body, you've done something to lose them. You're not going to feel good either. So this is called osteoporosis. Your your mineral bank account now has a debt. So this is really not good. This is a place that you know nobody really wants to get to, but it can be it can be uh, you know taken care of. And if you do the right things, the right choices, and maintain it, the research is all out there. I'm just going to give you a few uh, pointers today to help you, and then that way you can hopefully prevent. Why get osteoporosis or penia when you can start now and prevent it? You know, there's a big difference. So prevention, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You're going to save yourself a huge headache. Imagine one day you get the diagnosis of osteoporosis. It's already too late. When you get that diagnosis, it's done. And then from that point on, if you meet the right people, maybe they can guide you to get better. If you're very clever, maybe you can find a method how to fix yourself. But essentially... of the people over the age of 50, they have osteoporosis. And that's a total of 44 million people in the U.S. It's quite a bit. And talking about men or women, one in three women, they'll get a fracture that's due to the osteoporosis. So if you're over age 50, just go hang out with a few of your friends. I guarantee you one of those three women that you're hanging around is going to have some kind of fracture that's due to the osteoporosis. A wrong turn, a slip, a fall—it's it. And then you broke the hip, and then once you break the hip, all kinds of other complications may go from that. For men, it's one in five men—they'll get the uh, some type of fracture that's related to the osteoporosis. So this is the statistics that are out there right now, and uh, it's quite important. So calcium—it's uh—it's one of the most common minerals in the body, and like I mentioned earlier, stored in the bones. Is used for all kinds of things such as muscle contractions, blood clotting. It's good for nerve impulses. Uh, It's good for the stability of the cell membrane, metabolism, the heartbeat, all kinds of stuff. But that mineral, it's an alkaline mineral. And just a little side note, most of the people, about 70% of the people that come into my clinic, they're purely acidic. When I check their pH called acid and alkaline, their body is very, very acidic. And when their body is very acidic, there's a couple of reasons for that. Either they're consuming a lot of acidic drinks and eating a lot of acidic food to make their body acidic, or their mineral reserve, their bank account of calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, all these other things that are very alkaline, they're completely short. They're gone. There's not enough in the body. Because when your body... When your body is, has enough minerals and nutrients, your pH will be perfect. But as soon as those minerals and nutrients start running low, your body, it can't maintain a proper pH. So we check the saliva, and that's the way we do it. We can check, there's a few ways to check your pH. One is the blood. That's done with your blood test. You can check your urine. The urine pH always should be a little bit acidic because that's all the waste acidic toxins that are coming out of the body through metabolism, and waste and things we consume the body doesn't want so it kicks them out so the urine always is going to be a little bit acidic the saliva is supposed to be more alkaline but if all of a sudden your saliva which is supposed to be alkaline becomes more acidic then we blame it on hey you've been eating something consuming something is way too acid or your body can't maintain the ph It can't keep your body between 6.8 and 7.2 on the acid alkaline scale because There's not enough alkalizing minerals. Your mineral reserve went low, so it can't maintain the pH. So when that happens, the bank account's gone. So that's when you have no money in your bank account. So that's not a good place to be. But those minerals, the magnesium, calcium, potassium, all this stuff, these are alkaline minerals in our body that we need to help us maintain a proper pH. Because you see, everything needs a yin-yang balance. The blood pressure needs balance. The hormones need balance. The bank account needs balance. Our minerals need balance. Our acid alkaline needs balance. So it's quite crucial, quite important. Okay. So with that said, about 99% of the calcium is in our bones. And it's stored as hydroxyapatite. And if you do take uh, you know, calcium supplements, you can find the uh, the calcium hydroxyapatite. It's one of the better ones for the bone health. You can do a little research on that and uh, there's different companies we use zymogen it's a professional line i like that one Uh, calcium citrate is also a good one it's one of the most soluble and the body the ph of the intestines it affects the uh, the calcium absorption and it's mostly occurring in our upper small intestine and it needs the ph to be a little bit less or equal to about six or so and that's going to promote the most high highly absorbable amount of, uh, of calcium into the body Vitamin D, it also stimulates the calcium absorption. So if you're low on vitamin D, you're not going to be able to absorb the proper uh, uh, calcium into the body. And also magnesium, we know magnesium, it can help absorb the, uh, the calcium away. So, so magnesium is very crucial as well. The parathyroid, it promotes the calcium absorption. And it does this by stimulating the kidney to reabsorb calcium back into the body and also, it helps to activate the vitamin D. So the parathyroid plays a role with the vitamin D as well. So when the calcium ions drop in the body, the parathyroid, it releases the PTH. just the parathyroid hormone. And this causes a reaction to bring the calcium back up. So all these different things, they, they play a role in the, in the calcium uptake. And, but of course, the calcium has to come from somewhere, right? There's uh, it's in our food. So if we have proper food, if we're eating more of an alkaline diet, our body will stay alkaline and then the body, the alkaline reserves will fill up. But if we're eating too much acidic food, soda pop, meat, fried stuff, processed crap, you know, chemicalized stuff with pesticides, herbicide, fungicide, all this acidic stuff coming inside, the bones are going to release all kinds of minerals to counterbalance the pH. And if this goes on for years, which this happens for most everybody, then pretty soon, if the inflow of acid stuff is higher than the alkaline stuff, pretty soon the bodies become too acidic. And then the minerals in the bones are going to have to keep releasing, 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 trying to balance the inflow of all this acidic product. And pretty soon, more acid, and then pretty soon the bank account ran dry. There's not enough alkaline minerals. There you go. That's called the osteoporosis. In one sense, because there's a lot of variations of reasons. It could be menopausal, it could be other factors. But the acid-alkaline concept is what we're talking about here today. And essentially, when the calcium or these alkaline minerals, the magnesium, uh, calcium, potassium, as they're getting released because of you know whatever reason, maybe too much acidity, they're going to get released from the bones, the teeth, the heart, some organs, some of the joints, the hair, and the nails. So, as they start to get released too much and they can't get filled back up, there you go. You got a hair problem, you got a fingernail weakness problem, you got a joint problem, you got an irregular heartbeat problem, you got a bone problem. All kinds of things are going to start to show up because the minerals that are supposed to be in those locations became too deficient. So, it's quite interesting. In the body, if we look at different foods, the uh, different foods, different categories of foods, are going to have different you know amounts of calcium so let's look at some of the foods and these are all in an eight ounce portion collard greens are about 360 milligrams of uh calcium that's pretty good collard greens they're scoring really high block broccoli rob 200 milligrams regular broccoli is less it's only 60 milligrams and uh kale is at 180 milligrams bok choy 160 figs if you eat two figs you're going to get about 65 milligrams of calcium now if we drop down into fish sardines a three ounce serving of sardines is going to give you about 325 milligrams salmon's at 180 milligrams if we start looking into the dairy products which dairy by the way is acidic and i don't have this this research in front of me But I will say that in the U.S. we consume more of the larger amounts of dairy in the entire world. We're huge dairy consumers. But yet we have some of the highest levels of osteoporosis in the world too. So it makes you think, if we consume a lot of dairy and we have lots of osteoporosis, does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. So I I recommend getting getting the calcium from the greens, from the plant source. So the collard greens, the broccoli rob the kale, all these things are going to be really good. In addition to being good, the most important part is they're all alkaline. If they're alkaline, they're not going to stress your body and make your body release extra alkaline minerals to rebalance the pH. But when you're taking dairy and it's all acidic, dairy is all pure acidic. When you take the acidic product, the body's going to have to use its own mineral reserve to counterbalance the pH. And then that's where the problem starts. So you eat tons of dairy all the time. Your body's always fighting with this acidic product, and in the long run, you're not going to get as much, uh, you know, uh, minerals. So, but I will say that when we look at yogurt, it does have 335 milligrams of calcium. Milk is at 300. Mozzarella cheese at 210. Cheddar at 205. Feta at 140. But the art of all this lie eat 70 to 80% alkaline food eat 20 to 30% acidic food so that means if you do take dairy eat it you know very small amounts and not every day you can't eat the same food every day you're going to eventually plug your system up that's called imbalance so you can't eat the same food every day for the rest of your life including strawberries you can't have strawberries every day yogurt every day milk every day meat every day some days you got to go vegan some days, you got to have your little bit of dairy. Some days, you're going to you're gonna have, to have a lot of vegetables. In the wintertime, eat more cooked foods, more hot foods. In the summertime, when it's hot outside, eat more raw fruits and vegetables to counterbalance the heat. So everything needs a yin-yang balance. Everything is dynamically changing. If it's always changing, then so is our diet, called a rotational diet. We've always got to rotate our diet to always give our system a little something different so our body is always dynamically changing creating this homeostasis, this yin-yang balance. So it's quite interesting. Now I'm going to grab my macrobiotic book that has information about calcium-containing foods and some of the foods that the people that enjoy the macrobiotic diet like to eat because they eat for strategy. They eat for medicine. They don't eat for fun or pleasure. People that like ice cream every night at 9 o'clock at night, which I do meet these people in the clinic, They usually are obese, have diabetes, high blood pressure, and lots of pain in their body because they're so acidic and they're out of balance. So that goes against the flow. You can't eat ice cream every night at 9 o'clock without expecting some consequence, some health problem. So there's two types of people. One, they eat with knowledge, with understanding, and wisdom. And they follow a rotational diet. They eat locally. They eat organic. They eat natural, close to nature. They eat food strategically knowing what it's going to do and what's in it for their health that's one type of person another type of person they're going to eat for fun enjoyment and pleasure they're going to eat out of a uh, visual if it looks good they're going to eat out of the smell if it smells good they're going to eat out of the taste if it tastes good so they're basically choosing food if it looks smells and tastes good and has lots of color maybe a lot of color additives a lot of sugar a lot of fats you know, all these different things, the fried foods, all the tasty ice cream and chocolate candies, cookies and pastries. But you see is if you eat all that stuff, you're going to end up to be one way with your health. And it's not a a pleasant way to be because you're basically going to ruin your health very quickly. And then because of that, it's going to be very expensive in the long run. You're probably going to be in and out of the hospital. And your loved ones and family members are going to probably feel sad and depressed to hear about how many times you're going to the hospital, but when in essence is because you're eating out of enjoyment for visual taste and smell. So there's two types of people. One, they eat to live, and another one, they live to eat. If you're living to eat, that's the one that's going to just enjoy everything. It has to smell good, taste good, look good. Or if you're eating to live, you're coming with strategy, with wisdom. And you're basically going to have the knowledge of you know how to eat, how to go through life. So let's look at some of these calcium-containing foods. And these are all per 100 grams of units you know, of calcium in the milligram. Turnip greens are at 130 units per serving. Long radish greens, 190. Mustard greens, 140 to 160. Parsley is at 200. The beets, the leaf of it, is uh, 100. Spinach at 98. Watercress at 90. Shepherd's purse, which is like a a good food and an herb kind of, at 300. Dried radish root is at 400. So it's pretty high. It's pretty cool, right? The good thing about all these, they're going to be alkaline. Remember, that's the key thing. You want foods that are high alkaline. And also high in calcium, so that's the key. Beans and bean products. Kidney beans, 130 units. Broad beans, 100. Soybeans, 190. Tofu is at 120. uh, Natto, 92. And miso, 70 to 180 units per serving. Now, let's get into some seeds and nuts. Sesame seeds, surprisingly, have 630 units per serving. So tahini, which is very popular as uh, you know something to put on your bread, is very popular in the Middle East. It's like a peanut butter but made out of sesame seeds. That is awesome for calcium. And it's going to be very, very nutritious and tasty. Sunflower seeds, 140. Sweet almonds, 282. So if you make your own homemade almond milk, this is how you do it. It's really easy. Take a handful or two or three handfuls of almonds, Soak them overnight with water to get the enzyme inhibitors off. The next day, rinse them, throw them in your blender with a dash of cinnamon, a tiny bit of sea salt like a pinch, maybe a tablespoon or two of honey. Fill it up with maybe two or three more cups of water. Blend that thing until it's done in your high-power blender or your Nutribullet, your Vitamix, your Ninja, whatever it may be, for about uh, one minute. After it's done, get a container, put some cheesecloth there or a strainer and I pour it through there to catch all the sediment, that one, my friends, is going to be the best tasting almond milk you've ever had. Once you taste that, you're going to say, I don't know what the heck I've been buying in the store. Because in the store, of course, it's good. It comes in a, a nice container with a plastic lining that probably is going to release some plastic molecule into your almond milk. And there's going to be all kinds of preservatives in there that you probably really don't really want. So why not make your own? If you make your own, you're going to be doing yourself a favor. Almonds are about the only alkaline nut and they're very high in calcium. So I highly recommend that. Plus, they have a lot of uh, phytochemicals, plant sterols, and all these good things that are beneficial for your ovaries and prostate and stuff like that. So, highly recommend it. Brazil nuts at 169 milligrams per serving. Hazelnuts, 186. Okay, now it looks like sesame seeds have been the most impressive so far, right? And they are because that's the highest one I've mentioned. But let's, let's just take take a little step higher, okay? Let's look at some seaweeds. Okay, I hope you're ready for this one. I highly recommend everybody find a way to incorporate seaweeds into your diet. You're gonna do yourself a favor. They're alkaline, they haven't been messed with, they're high in minerals and nutrients, and they do things for the body systemically that nothing really can do so well. They have iodine for your thyroid, they detoxify heavy metals. They supply you B vitamins, minerals and nutrients, trace elements, the whole nine yards. But let's specifically look at the calcium content of these seaweeds. Kombu. Kombu has 800 units of calcium per serving. That's even higher than the sesame seeds. Hajiki. Okay, here you go. You ready? This is number one. 1,400 units of calcium per serving it's awesome and this is coming right out of my macrobiotic book that's been published macrobiotics they have a macrobiotic school up north i think in uh, maryland or something like that but um, thanks to Misho kushi and all the wisdom he's spread the love around the world trying to make the world a better place helping lots of people so this is coming from his book and all his research and from their school okay wakame 1300 units per serving arame 1170 agar agar 400 units per serving so you see you start including all these things in your diet you know this is called prevention and you eat to live you enjoy eating food that you're strategizing with yourself you're saying i'm gonna eat this because i know it has this for me it's gonna help me in this way you're not gonna eat the food because it looks good tastes good and smells good if you do that you're gonna get screwed in the long run you don't want that so that's why I present this information for you today to empower you. And don't stop there. You got to do the research. You got to look for yourself and, and figure out you know other details. Maybe I just open the door for you and then later you got to go through it and then find your own way. So I just give you the foundation. And with that said, I really hope you got something out of that. I really sincerely do. And uh, even though I haven't met some of you guys I really have a heart for helping people. That's that's my mission of my life. I love to help people and to empower them to better their life and health and stuff like that. So with that said, let's call it a day. If you like this podcast, go ahead and click subscribe and then I can shoot you a future update. If you really enjoy this podcast, please leave a positive comment. Maybe somebody will see that that it made them listen to the podcast and it helped them. Maybe they needed this information and you were just the key link. And then as the information spreads from one to another to another, next thing, like fire, it went everywhere. And then next thing, we got lots of conscious people running around the world that are consciously taking care of their health, the environment, their community, their family, their loved ones. Next thing, the world is just full of all these conscious people, and it's all because of you. So thanks for listening today, and you guys enjoy the day, the night, the evening, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, and uh, we'll see you next time.